I'm Niran Garhi, and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter. From their first memories of laughter, to feeling laughed at, to if laughter wasn't the best medicine, what would be? A gin and tonic. Amazing. As in like a goblet of, you know, like the goblet. Absolutely. Oh, I like those goblets with the... <laughs> Cucumber. I, I don't like, um, yeah, cucumber is good in moderation. <laughs> Vegetarian gin and tonic. To be honest, I had her down as more of a Chardonnay girl. Nevertheless, Mary Lou MacDonald is my guest this week. She talked to me about her failed hair glow up that left her looking like Bosco, her unusual approach to stress relief, and where she thinks her political career could go. This season of The Laughs of Your Life is sponsored by FNF Clothing, available at Tesco. Style to help real people feel great. We're right in the heart of cosy season now, girlos. By nature, the month of November is cosily tucked in between October and December, all snug and wrapped up warm. You can be too, with FNF. Did you like that segue? Trust me, their teddy coat game in particular at the moment is the best around. You might have seen the beige hooded one I shared on my Instagram recently. My favourite type of coat is one that only needs a long sleeve top underneath when I'm out walking the dog so I'm cosy but also comfy. That gorgeous coat is just one example of what they have in store at the moment and that's before you even get to the knitwear section. Thin knits, chunky knits, glitzy knits, you name it, you can get it. That's FNF for you. Stylish, affordable choices that are made to last. FNF makes fashion sense. Available at Tesco. And now for my chat with Mary Lou MacDonald. I hope you enjoy. Mary Lou MacDonald, you're extremely welcome to the Last of Your Life podcast. Darren, I'm delighted to be here. I thought you would say hello to me in my own voice. I'm crushed. I'm actually crushed. I have myself psyched up for this moment. Should we? Where at last, I talk to me. And should, it hasn't happened. Should we start again? We should start again. <laughs> Absolutely. Mary Lou MacDonald, you're extremely welcome. Thank so, you so much. If I could just finish, Mary Lou MacDonald, <laughs> you're extremely welcome to the Laughs of Your Life podcast. Thank you so much. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Although I think you give me more of a drawl. Oh, like do I don't I? quite talk as, but I get it. You have but to it's do good. that. It's you good. Ha- so you have to kind of, you find you something. You accentuate Exactly, yeah. exactly, which is what I was Because I, I think I'm quite difficult to do. Do you? Yeah. So hang on, how did you know that I do an impression of you? Because I've heard it. Have you? I've had it sent to me by people <laughs> in hysterics. Going, oh my God, this is like the best, <laughs> the best uh, imitation of you. Oh, that's which, good. And I think it is. Now I've heard others Oliver Callan yeah. tells me. Not as good very as Very bossy. Not as good as Very bossy. I don't know what that's all about. <laughs> um, but yours is the best. Thank you. Mary. And I wore the jacket. You wore the jacket! Because I did a sketch before, in case anyone didn't hear that, about, of course, you love a good structured jacket. A good jacket. structured jacket. Absolutely. Darren, did your mommy not tell you? It's the only thing. It completes any outfit. Absolutely. Look at me today. I'm in all black and then a structured jacket. Stunning. <laughs> stunning, girl. Stunning. Thank you so much. Uh, have you ever listened to the podcast? I have. Oh, you have? I have, yeah. Who did you listen to? I listened to Micheál Martin. I knew it. See? I had a feeling. I said I have to see what the what the opposition yes. is like. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Very good. So you have, yeah, okay. So you have an idea of what it's all about. I do. Okay, wonderful. Shall we start at the beginning? Let's go. Mary Lou, now hang on. Sorry. Do people call you Mary Lou day to day or do they just call you Mary? Look, it's Mary Lou. And before I became a public figure, if somebody shouted Mary at me, I wouldn't, I would, that wouldn't be me. Okay. But now it kind of vacillates between 
Mary Lou and Mary. But okay. it is Mary Lou. As a matter of fact, it's actually Mary Louise. Mary Louise. But that's when I'm in trouble with my ma. Okay. Yeah. So let's stick to Mary Lou. We'll stick we? to Mary Lou. Let's keep it that way. Okay. Mary Lou McDonald, your first memory of laughter. Can you share? Yeah, I was thinking about that one. Um, like my whole uh, childhood, my life is is full of laughs. Like I love laughter. I think laughter is an essential component, not just of life, but of politics and activism. Um, and people who work with me will know on, on my team, I say very regularly to us, our job is not to put years on people or bring people down. Our job is to create energy and positivity and a bit of crack. So um, it's it's part and parcel of my whole thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a specific memory, although as part of my Oberwalia, I will tell you this cracker. So <laughs> my mother's from Tip. Right. So we're dubs, but in the summertime, we'd all head down to Molly, to my granny, to the farm, to the whole lot. And my brother had made his communion. Yeah. So my mammy had them all decked out, looking gorgeous in his, you know, in his suit and the whole lot. We pull into tip. We, of course, jump out. We're delighted to be, I can't believe it, freedom, grass, cows, fabulous. So we all jump out. We're running along and bang goes my brother straight into a cow pot. Oh, God. No. Distract. Oh, it was classic. <laughs> I have. So that's, that's, I remember howling laughter, howling with laughter at that. Cow pot, is that cow shit? Yeah. Dung. Okay. Dung, right. Okay. I, I'm polite. I didn't like to say <laughs> shit on your podcast. Cow shit, yeah. Covered. Head Mother to toe. distraught. Yeah. Us in knots. Yeah. Great moment. That's one of those kind of Polaroid moments from your childhood. So you loved heading down the country? Loved it. So what, what would happen is we'd finish school. Mm. We'd get on the train. We would spend the summer uh, in tip to the extent that when I would come back in September and go back to school, I would have turns of phrase from my grandmother. <laughs> I love it. And people would be looking at me going, what are you saying? You know, my grandma would say, sure, what matter, but... <laughs> so here would be me sounding like this and saying, and sure what matter but or Molly had this great thing if she was if she was kind of dismissing or really vexed with somebody, she'd say, Well, bad cess to Oh yeah. Yeah, you've heard that. Bad cess, yeah, bad yeah. Bad cess. So but that's not a thing in South County Dublin. <laughs> bad cess doesn't really so I'd be like nine, eight, nine, ten year old me coming back with her. We loved it. It was I mean, I'm a I'm a really proud Dubliner. I love my city. Couldn't be prouder of where I come from. This is the greatest city in the world. And I don't care what Cork or Paul Martin has to say. Um, But the freedom of rural life is something really, really special, especially for kids. And we loved that experience. I feel very much the same. Uh, Similar situation. My parents are from Clare. But born and I'm born and married in Castlenock. Yeah, and like that, the best of both worlds. Like I love Dublin. I could never. Whenever I go to Clare and spend time down there, I love it. But I'm always excited to get back to, to come Dublin. home. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel? Would you feel same, the same? Snap. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think I could live. I, I have to be near a city and the buzz of it. Yeah, but the country and having that other place that's also home is yeah. great. So fun childhood, fun <laughs> memories, yeah, good childhood. Yeah, and good, and good crack. and your school days. Yeah, my school days, actually, I, I ran into somebody who was in the same school, slightly younger than me, uh, but who was in the same school and we were reminiscing. I went to a school where you had to wear a thing called a Juliet cap. Right. Mm, What's yeah. that? So it's, it was like kind of like a skull cap with the school badge and a tassel. 
yeah. Oh my gosh. Right. Now this person that I was talking to had the presence of mind to keep her Juliet cap. She said, "I sent you a picture of it." I was like, "Don't." <laughs> I, I find it triggering. But we hated that hat. That was the biggest trauma. I've of never our heard primers. of one of them. Yeah, we went to Notre Dame in Churchtown. Yeah. And any anybody who went to school, to to the primary school, to the prep school, would tell you about this hat. Wow. It was traumatizing. <laughs> But apart from that, it was a great school. Good. Um, and it was small and you had great friendships and it, it's actually closed now. I think it's an Educate Together school now there on, mm-hmm. on the, the Churchtown Road. But it was a great experience because it, there were small numbers and it was all girls. Yeah. Which was kind of nice too. I know that, you know, people can have different experiences mm-hmm. of that, but I like that. Yeah. Okay. Mary Lou McDonald's, the first time you felt laughed at. Okay. Oh, she needs to take a second. Right, yeah. This oh, is, we're getting into it. So, yeah, well, lots of times, actually. Let me give you two. Uh, and this is like private me this long before I should. They're constantly laughing at me as a public figure. It goes with the turf. Of course. I'm, I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. So on a Friday in our house, we always had fish. Right. So the fish would be bought at the market, brought home, gutted, very gory. Sorry, listeners. And my brother thought it was hilarious to get, you know, the jelly fish eyes. Oh, no. And chase us around the house. No. We would be shrieking. Like, I actually found it very traumatizing. I was I was not right after. You're traumatized and triggered quite easily. Tra- really. Well, I mean, people <laughs> would run around with fish eyeballs after you was going to have that effect. So that's the first time. This was hilarious. Yeah. Fun. So that was episode one. Right. The second is in my teenagers. So my sister and I had this whole relationship with henna for your hair. Have you ever put henna in your hair? No, all I no. think henna tattoo. No, is what, no, no, it's see, different. This, this predates it. This is pre your generation there. Right. But, so you'd buy this stuff, and you kind of mix it into a paste, and it was henna, but you like put it in your hair. It was like clay. The stink off it was absolutely legendary. Was it like a mask for your hair? Yeah, but it, it coloured your hair. Oh, it dyed it. Didn't yeah. it? Wasn't like a conditioner. No. Okay, right. So. The two of us got the brainwave that we were we were doing this henna thing together, shoulder to shoulder. So we did. Right. Put it in. The stink. My mother was giving out yards. The place was just disgracefully smelly. Washed it out with great difficulty. And both of us ended up with hair kind of like Bosco. <laughs> do you remember Bosco? I do. I do. It's Bosco, Bosco party. Oh, you do Bosco yeah. as well. That's right. Oh, Mary Lou. <laughs> you very silly hair, Mary yeah. Lou. Well, it wasn't just me. It was also my sister. <laughs> so the two of us thought we were great. Not so great. So that was the subject <laughs> of hilarity, which I thought was quite cruel. We were experimenting with our hair. So it didn't. Would you have been given well. out to? Anna, we weren't given out no. to. We didn't have to be given out. When we walked out on the street, it provoked <laughs> such, a, such a, a reaction that we got the message. You said in passing there that, you know, it's part of the course that you're laughed at, you know, in, yeah. in your line of work. Are you like, how do you become cool with it? Have you always been cool with it? Or do you have to get to that place where you finally go, whatever, it comes with a job, I just have to keep going? Yeah, I think it's mixed. You see the kind of thing of being laughed at, like, uh, yourself doing the impersonations or Oliver Callan or any of that. I think that's great. Crack. I really enjoy that. Okay. Like I'd how laughing at that. Yeah. I laugh at the impressions of like our party meetings and impressions of Louise and Owen, the brainy one and, yeah. you know, Pierce. And everything. I think that's absolutely hilarious. So I've never had to get used to that bit. I've 
I enjoy that. I like a bit of crack and a bit of slagging and all of that. Yeah. The other bits where it's where it's not kind of having fun with you, but ridicule, nastiness. That I think is a journey for anyone in public life, and you have to get to the point where you are either going to acquire the resilience to cope with it and a lot of times to ignore it mm. or it is something I think that could kind of eat you up and really throw you off your game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that bit I think you have to get used to. Have there been times, tough times with that where you've gone, how is any of this worth it? No, I've never gotten to that point. I've always known the value of of what we're doing. So I was never, I was never at a point of saying this is too much, let's, but there are moments where you say, really? Like, mm. seriously? Um, what, what's that achieving? But that's a minority of people who go on like that. It's a minority pursuit. So you have to give yourself a bit of a talking to. And if, if you're in public life, you step out there, you're going to get all sorts of feedback, really positive, great fun. You've, you're in a very privileged position because you get into people's lives in a way that's actually quite special. I know people give out about politicians Correctly, you know, they're all the same. They're a pain in the arse, da, 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 da. I hear that. I know that. I have some sympathy with it. But for all that, people tell you things and let you in in a way that's really quite astonishing. So that's a great privilege. And goes going with that means you're going to have people who don't like you mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason. And some of them, not all by any means, at times will have a right good go off you. And you have to get cool with that. To, to live this life and to do this job. Okay. Mary pity, Lou. pity party over. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a little violin going in the background yeah, there, Shane. Yeah. Could you do that in yeah, post-production? Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Okay, Mary Lou, the moment when if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. Can you recall? Yeah, I have I have lots of those actually. Um some, sometimes when I'm sitting in the doll, it, it just feels like that. You say, Jesus, you know. If, if you're not going to put some kind of positive blast on this, you will be deeply depressed for the rest of, of the day. So, yeah, I mean, that's a feature of my, I don't have, I don't have specific. a story, specific story on, on that one. On the days in the job where if you didn't laugh, you'd cry, or if they're particularly heavy days or intense days, what do you do to switch off? What do you do to chill out? Um, Or do you? Well, I, that can be a bit of a big mixed bag because Sometimes you just get so busy <clears throat> that it really is a challenge to kind of carve out any time. I took up meditation. Did you? Yes. When? Um, during COVID. Okay. Maybe halfway through. Um, and I find that brilliant. For the simple reason, you can do it anytime, any place. All you need is yourself, a little bit of quiet and just shut yourself down, even for 10 or 15 minutes. And I find that absolutely brilliant. So if on very, very busy days, that can be a bit of a, a, a lifesaver. I also bought myself this thing years ago. It's, it's like a, a wall plaque. Right. And it's got a circle on it. You hang it on the wall and it says stress management. And the, the round bit is where you can bang your head. <laughs> so, <laughs> so if the, in the event that the, the whole meditation thing isn't kind of flying for me. I always have that option. I've only used it very rarely <laughs> due to fears of bruising on my head. But, I, thought uh, you, I thought it was going to be a gorgeous like, no, quote no, or something. No, no, come on. No, no. no. <laughs> so that's that in very busy days. But ordinarily, I walk a lot. Do you? So I like the coast. 
like to get up the mountains. So when I have time, like at the weekends, that's my thing. Is it? The total, and I figure out the problems of the world or the problems of my domestic situation, whatever the case may be. <laughs> yeah. And just what it's great. You get the happy hormones going and it's just a, a great release. Amazing. So I love that. Yeah. Love it. Okay, Mary Lou McDonald, your no laughing matter moment in life, a time where there was no room for laughter. Again, I've had lots of them. When I was a kid, I was saying she had a great childhood, very happy, you know, but my parents split up when I was quite young. And things in the house had been quite traumatic and quite difficult for us as a family and for us as kids. So that's something that has kind of marked who I am. Uh, and certainly at that stage, that was very difficult for us as a family. So that there was no, there was no great laughs uh, in that. Later in my life, I mean, I've had episodes where you've lost, I've talked to you about my grandmother losing her was awful mm. uh, for me. But maybe one of the, the most um, difficult situations was actually when I was expecting my first child and my friend was expecting her second child and she died in childbirth. Oh my God. Yeah. So I was expect very heavily pregnant. I had said, right, I'll get in to see Ellen. This will be great. I had heard the baby had arrived. I was delighted. It was my birthday. So my mother said, no, no, you can go and see her later come with me. So we went off somewhere and I came home that evening to hear the news that uh, we've got my husband saying there's just bad news. I said, what is, I thought it was the baby. And he said, no, um, Ellen died. So that was 20 years ago. My daughter will be 20 when the baby was born and safe and beautiful. Uh, she'll turn 21 as well. But it's it's one of those episodes, you know, awful things can happen to you there. And, mm. But at a remove, you can kind of, what's the word, rationalise them or you can see them in their wider context. The rhythm of life, the circle of life, you know, mm. that is one thing that I could never, ever get my head around to this day that that actually happened. And you being pregnant at the time, that's extremely traumatic yeah, to have to deal with. Yeah, it was. And at the time, people were really concerned for me saying, oh, you know, but that that was, I was just totally and utterly shocked, you know. And she was an incredible woman. She was an incredible woman and an incredible friend. So yeah, that was a hard one. And did you keep in touch with her daughter? We have some, yeah, we have some, because she's two daughters, mm. actually with some contact. We were only talking and saying, we must go find them now over Christmas time. So we, we'd know the wider family. Um, so yeah, but that was hard. Hard. Now I'm telling my experience of it for the family. Mm -hmm. I mean, jeepers. Yeah. Just life changing, life, life altering. But I'm yeah. sure no laughing matter moments for you in the past year. You've obviously opened up about your own health and that was a difficult time. It was. Uh, yeah. It certainly was. But do you know, the ironic thing was I was so, I, I was so consumed with how I was going to schedule, this is going to sound awful, but how I was going to schedule the surgery and the intervention that I needed, that actually the significance of it didn't really land with me. Which can be a good thing. Yeah, in a way, because it was, it was weeks after I'm at home, I don't know, watching Netflix or something, feet up. <laughs> saying to my husband, I'm on doctor's orders. I can never do housework ever again <laughs> in my life. 
right? Which he didn't buy. But anyway, and the doctors rang to say, great news. I'm like, yeah, what's that? Uh, everything's fine. And I, it was only then I was like, of course, everything <laughs> never occurred to me. Yeah, but that things be. would be anything other than fine. Yeah. So maybe that, or maybe that's subconsciously a, a coping mechanism just to get through it. But listen, either, either, or mm-hmm. here I am, 100%, not a bother on me. And very, very lucky. And I've I've noticed since kind of talking a little bit about this, mm. that uh, the number of women, but also men coming in saying, listen, you know, my wife, my partner, my mother, my sister, mm. this has been their experience. So I think it's probably a good thing in a way. Like I, I'm not a health guru or expert. I'm just a woman doing a job. No, but, but I think it's, yeah. I think it's important that there are moments where these things are said out loud and spoken about. Opening it's a healthy up. thing, isn't That's it? That's it. Yeah. I mean, particularly women, because yeah. women have a tendency, it's not only women, but they do have a tendency to go, I'll be grand, it'll be fine. Exactly. And, and just kind of move along. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Mary Lou McDonald, the person you always laugh with? My sister. Oh, go on. Like, I laugh with lots of people. I have loads of mates who, I have some friends who even them walking into the room sets me off laughing, you know? You know, that kind of person. They have funny bones. We talked just about this before. Just funny bone. Yes, yeah, exactly. I had Claire Byrne on the podcast and she said that. She was like, there's friends that just have funny bones. You look at them and your your mouth just curls upwards. You yeah. just laugh. Yeah, exactly. They're just, they really are <laughs> laughter buddies. So I have that. But I think the person I laugh most consistently with is my sister. Because we see the thing, we see things the same but different. Mm. And she's completely irreverent. And she just has... My sister's a real goer. She's dynamic and on the go, go 24 seven. And uh, yeah, so I enjoy that. It's good. My mother's good crack as well. We generally <laughs> like, we we have, I've got a whole, I've, I've sets of people in my life who are, who lift you yeah, and who are great fun and, and with whom you can have great crack and tell a story and who'll slag you and, you know, all the rest of it. So it's great. It's it's part of the text of your life, which is why I think you're theming this podcast in this way is inspired because laughter is at the heart of happiness, achievement, you know, and just, just living a good, good life for me. How do your family, so say your sister and your mom, or your immediate family, how have they been? Because how many, I mean, it's been a year, it's been over, well, has it been 30 years you've been in the public eye? More? Uh, not quite. Nearly. Let me, see, let me see. 20 odd. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's a long time. How have they coped? Have there been times that have been easier than others, harder than others? What do yeah. they think or feel? Sure. I mean, I, I think they have a, a level of kind of indifference. Do they? At this, at this point. <laughs> They're kind of used to it. Like my kids were born. To, this is just a thing. This yes. is what mommy does. Yeah. You know, um, and then my wider family, there's a novelty factor at the beginning. You know, you run for election, your face is on post. I mean, let's face it, it's not exactly a mainstream, normal thing, normal thing to, it's kind of niche. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, bit. so yeah, there's all of that. But then you get used to it. It's, it's like, it's a job and they get on with their lives and I get on with mine. And um, of course, they'd have a sense of how things are going, feeling they're delighted when it's going well and they're supportive when it's not. And if you get a right pasting over something, they'll rally and say, oh, you know. Will they? They'll be in your corner and say, yeah, don't mind them. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so all of the things that families do in any walk of life, but they're, they just, I kind of forget, to be honest with you, you can kind of forget that you're this public figure. This is what I do. Like, the, this is what I do every day. You're yeah. in the doll, you're 
working with activists, you're doing your best, you're trying to change things. So you don't go around in a self-conscious state the whole time. I'm sure it's the same for you. It's for, for anybody with a public profile, yeah. you know. When you're doing what you're meant to be doing. Doing, exactly. That's just par for the course. That's, that's it, yeah. Okay, Mary Lou, a time where you had the last laugh, and I'm sure you've had <laughs> many of Oh, Darren. <laughs> Go on. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not having the last laugh. To me, kind of, kind of sounds a little bit vengeful, you know. It doesn't that's need to not be that. Me. That's, no, that's not me at all. Um, well, I've had lots of them. So let me give you one example. I want to address this issue of mansplaining. Yes, because I feel it's core, right? Go on. I have had experiences, particularly when I became the leader of the party, mm. in an unspoken way. There was nearly an assumption that actually a girl couldn't really be in charge or certainly couldn't be in charge of Sinn Féin. That was just like out there, crazy talk, you know? And there was a lot of that kind of going on. And I mean, look, all's fair in love, war and politics and and all the rest of it. But I never liked that. I I don't like, I I don't mind if you disagree with me. I don't mind if you think I've done some things right, some things wrong. I'm not always going to get it right far from it. Every day is a school day. But I did have a little bit of an issue with an assumption being made that somehow I was in a position that I kind of, I just chanced my way into or fluked my way into, that I wasn't really up to my job. So uh, I felt and feel after the last election that kind of answered some of that back. So I'm not saying it was a laugh, you know, I had the last laugh, but I think it put down a marker. Do you know what I mean? And did you get that feeling from, from within person? your party or outside? Well, no, mainly from outside. Okay. Um, mainly from, in fact, almost exclusively from outside. It was kind of like, who's the, you know, puppet on a string? You know, this, who's pulling your strings? Who's making, you know, as though you were incapable of making a decision or formulating an independent thought on your own. I, I don't like that. No. I, I, would, I wouldn't like that said about any any person, any woman particularly in public life, and I don't like it said about me. So when we collectively achieve little things, I get a little bit of satisfaction and say, well, there you go. Little last laugh. Yes. Do you think you'll have a last laugh in the next few years? Who's to say? Do you think... You tell me. Don't flip the question on me, Marilyn. We're not in the doll now. We're not in the doll. (laughs) Do you think you'll be Taoiseach? I think I can be. I think I can be, um, but that will that's all still to play for. I'm not presumptuous. It's not inevitable. I think it's time that we had a woman as Taoiseach anyway. Um, and I also know that it's time. This change politics is huge. And it's, it's Sinn Féin is part of it driving, but it's much, much bigger than us. I know that it's a societal phenomenon. So taking account of all of that, if we work hard... Um, work very hard, keep working hard. Um, if we have the people with us, if we have a bit of luck, yeah, I mean, that that can happen. But I'm not assuming that it will happen necessarily. How how close, how closely do you pay attention to opinion polls and general you re- feed? You read them. Um, there are that many of them now. Like, I mean, you can have opinion polls, if not every week, every fortnight. So of course you look at them, they're they're carried in the news and you you see, and of, of course, anyone who tells you that it's not better to see that you're a little bit up rather than down, you know, is, is not being fully truthful. Mm-hmm. But 
you can't either get obsessed on them because that would lead to all sorts of weird, very hormonal ups and downs. And you can't, you have to, you have to plan your route. It can influence your you job then. Them. Like even subconsciously, it can influence course, what yeah. you're doing. No, and it can, it, it could spook you. And yes. It could have very negative consequences and actually remove your attention from what you should be doing onto fretting. But of course, everybody watches them for sure. Okay. Mary Lou, if laughter wasn't the best medicine, what would be? I feel like you give off the vibe that you'd love a good glass of wine and a charcuterie board. Hmm. That's not bad. <laughs> I was, I was going to go more for, I was going to go for a more thoughtful, holistic approach. Oh, sorry. Ms. Oh, sorry. Ms. Darren. You're on your meditation I'm vibe. I'm on my meditation vibe. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, so what's, if, it, if it's not sleep, okay. Fresh air. Ah, oh, come on. Anna, come on. No, Fresh air is good. Come on, let's get spicy. Fresh air, a gin and tonic. Amazing. What's what what and kind sleep. of oh, right? Okay, as in like a goblet of you know like the goblet. Absolutely, <laughs> I like those goblets with the <laughs> cucumber. The, I, I don't like um yeah cucumber is good in moderation. <laughs> Vegetarian <laughs> gin and tonic, you know. Um, I don't like those umbrella things. And no, they're, they're no, very no. Very irritating. A straw maybe <laughs> if you're really feeling fed <laughs> up. Yeah, gin and tonic and sleep, preferably in that order: the fresh air, the gin and tonic, the sleep. The sleep. How much sleep would you get a night? Um, I'm a good, I'm a great sleeper actually. So I like to get about seven or eight hours. I don't always get that. So when people are like to you, how do you sleep a night? You're like, grand. <laughs> like a baby. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I sleep very, very well. Very a gin well. and tonic. Okay, GNT, right. Yeah. Right. Charcuterie board. No, okay, we're going to. No, charcuterie board. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's on quite the same level. If you were to have a stunning, like carb filled, delish, wintry meal, what would it, what would it be? Uh, mm-mm. Anything with pasta? Yeah, amazing. Probably, yeah. yeah. What, like a bolognese? Yeah, and I'm not quite, yeah, bolognese is a ragu. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I like lasagna. Lovely. And now lasagna. And a few chips. And a few <laughs> <laughs> carb on carb. Yeah. Uh. Okay, Mary Lou, are you ready for your quick fire round? No. Okay, well, we're going to go for it anyway. <laughs> the actor that always makes you laugh, Mary Lou. I love Sharon uh, Hogan. And your man, what's his name? Rob Delaney. Yeah, amazing. I think they're Horgan. amazing too. Horgan. Yeah. Sorry, Sharon. <laughs> Sharon Horgan. And yes. I think they're amazing too. I love, she's so Irish. She's amazing. Her face is amazing. Her her whole, it's not just how she delivers her lines. She only has to appear on screen and I laugh. Yeah, she's dead. Even though I know she's done some serious drama as well. So I don't laugh at those, Sharon. Just at your funny bits. <laughs> So I love her, love her. Yeah. Okay, the next question is your, your the actress. But anyway, you've answered that. Sharon and Rob, the comedian you always laugh out loud at. Right, so I have a number of those, but I, I'm going to go for Darren Conway. Do you know him? He does yes. a lot of kind of uh, stuff online. So the whole backstory with him is we had this kind of online conversation going on where he cast me as his ma. Right. So the way we had whole conversation, I'd be like, son, is your room clean? And the whole, the whole lot. But it got to a point where I actually, people were direct messaging me when he started, you know, he's doing great now. Yeah. And he's, oh, great. I had to say, I'm not actually his man. <laughs> like, he's not actually my they son. Yeah. <laughs> this went to a whole kind of crazy level to people. But anyway, I think he is brilliant. Yeah. I think him and Joe, and there's a, there's a whole generation of people, you see a lot of it online and it's great Irish humour. They capture, like Darren captures Thingless, Cabra, the inner city, and just even the, 
you know, the whole vibe, yeah. the young fellas <laughs> of that. Gen- I love that. I laugh and laugh mainly because I can recognize yeah. kids who live in my own district, my own neighborhood, and indeed my own, my own actual son yeah. in some of the carry on. So I love that. Absolutely. I think he's amazing. The movie that always makes you laugh out loud, really. So when I was doing my Oprah Walia, for right. this right. I, was, I was saying to my I said to my husband that film and he said to me I can't believe you're asking me this and I said why and he said the one film which is true that I laugh and laugh that gets funnier and funnier for me is Dumb and Dumber amazing yeah. a classic I mean it can it can never not be funny you know? yeah <laughs> put another shrimp on the barbie you remember to the Austrian <laughs> for example and his bowl haircut and the teeth and I, I mean that's amazing that's classic it's a classic humour love it. okay that. and finally Mary Lou MacDonald your best or worst joke so a horse goes into the bar, orders a drink. Barman says, why the long face? <laughs> I think that's quite good. <laughs> I was going to do Paddy Englishman, Paddy Irishman and Paddy Scotchman. You don't really hear those anymore. You don't really anymore. And fortunately, you don't hear any of the Kerryman jokes anymore. No, you don't. To listeners in Kerry. <laughs> we're, we're sensitized to your, to, to your situation. Yeah, they're kind of out of a... The, the other one is... Um, Joe is looking for you. Joe who? Joe Mama. Right. So there's a backdrop to this. My kids spent months. This was the thing amongst kids. Joe Mama. What? You, are you not on board with it? No. 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 What generation yeah. are your kids? My kids are now late teens, early 20s. Okay, okay, yeah. So there's a whole generation of whom, Joe Mama. There was all of those jokes around that. So I still get them from time to time. I'd say, Joe rang and they'll say, Joe who? And I go, Joe Mama. They're like, you're not funny, man. <laughs> That wasn't funny the first time. It's not funny the tenth time. So that, that's it. I'm afraid that's my Thank repertoire. You for both of those. You're very welcome. Yeah, I'll take. Please those feel with free me. to use them. I definitely won't. <laughs> there you uh, go, McDonald. You're an extremely busy woman. Um, so thank you so much for pleasure. taking the time and for sharing the laughs of your life. My pleasure, there. Thank you for listening to The Laughs of Your Life with Mary Lou MacDonald. I really hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, please like, subscribe, rate and review. It really helps the show if you do. This podcast is produced by Chemistry Media and Collaborative Studios. And this season of The Laughs of Your Life is brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco. Tesco.